As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The never-ending story. Uh, now, I, I don't care. I, I don't. Uh, I had nothing else to do. Uh, but many people uh, belly aching and complaining and bitching about how long the NLDS game number five. The seminal moment between the Cubs and Nationals went, oh, my, it would not end. It went 18 hours, or so it seemed, uh, watching the game. But in the end, the war of attrition goes to the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs win. Cubs win. They're going to the to the NLCS for the second consecutive year. We know uh, the national tragedy last year when the, the Cubs somehow beat the Dodgers. Those shenanigans aren't going to happen this time. But to sum up, and I guess we'll, we'll get right into it. The question is, how, do you, how would you describe what happened in the NLDS, uh, the, the final game there? It was sloppy. It was, uh, you know, th- th- we had offense. We had offense, which was not bad. Offense is not a bad thing. There were plenty of runs scored, which I liked. I liked, but it's not like it was awesome baseball. It was not. And the Cubs defying baseball logic, typically. I don't believe I'm wrong in saying this. If you get out-homered, if you get out-hit, if the other team has more walks than you, you are going to lose. That's what's supposed to happen. That's exactly what didn't happen in this game in D.C. that ended just a short time ago relative to the start of our show. Addison Russell, the hero, right? He's got a couple of doubles there. He knocked in four runs and almost half the, the Cub offense coming from Addison Russell. But... The Chicago Cubs did not have a home run. The Nationals had two. The Cubs got out hit. The Nats had 14 hits. The Cubs had nine. Out walked. There were 15 total walks in this game. That could explain. I, you know, I don't want to you know, be Mr. Baseball Insider guy, but that could explain why the game took you know, 
15 hours to play. We're down from 18 to 15. We're down from 18 to 15. Uh, but this is a deja vu situation. And let's be comp- I'll be completely reasonable, completely sensible when I talk about the upcoming NLCS between the Dodgers and the Chicago Cubs. This could not have been any better for the Dodgers. This has worked out fantastically. Uh, they uh, made short work of the lowly Diamondbacks, kicked them out of the baseball playoffs, uh, and there were no real thrilling moments in that particular series. And the Dodgers have sat back all week, and they have waited. They have waited to find out who they're going to play, and now we know. Now we know. And most importantly, while the Cubs in that win, it it didn't go extra innings. It wasn't a 20-inning classic. It was a nine-inning baseball game. But do you know how many pitchers the Chicago Cubs – you watch the game, you know, right? Does LeBron – can LeBron count that high? LeBron, can you count how high? Give me the number of pitchers – the Chicago Cubs use. Can you count? Go ahead. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. Yeah. Uh, how about seven? How about seven, LeBron? That's right. Good counting by LeBron James. You had Kyle Hendricks that started. He only won four innings, gave up nine hits, four earned runs, and then it was like a conga line out of the Cubs' bullpen. They were all, you get the pitch, you get the pitch, you get the pitch. Seven different Cub pitchers. And only two of them didn't give up an earned run. And the reason they didn't give up an earned run, the two guys that didn't, is because they pitched less than an inning. Any Cub pitcher that pitched uh, you know, a full amount, did they, they gave up runs. And then there were guys that didn't pitch a full inning. You, you had Montgomery gave up a run. He was credited with a third of an inning. Uh, you had Carl Edwards Jr., who didn't even get an out. He gave up a run. Messy, sloppy the Chicago Cubs pitching staff, and you talk about an uphill battle for the Chicago Cubs going into the NLCS because do you know who is going to start game one for Joe Madden and the Chicago Cubs? You talk about adversity. You talk about being in an uphill battle and all of that. This is, by baseball standards, a calamity. John Lackey most likely will start game one for the Chicago Cubs, right? John Lackey, he's, I believe, uh, I think he just had a birthday. I believe he's, he's 56 years old, John Lackey. Am I right? On, I think I'm, I'm in the ballpark there, 56 years old, and he'll be on the mound for the, for the Cubs in game one against Clayton Kershaw as the Cubs make their way across country in the overnight head into Los Angeles. It'll work out, I assume, today, and then they'll have the Cubs and Dodgers this weekend. Let's hear from the losing side because the better stories in the losing locker room, the Washington Nationals, who, again, had a, a year. They won 97 games. Big, bad National League East where the Mets wilted, the Phillies suck, the Braves aren't even trying, and the Marlins are a joke. That's the competition the Nationals had in the National League East. And they took that Walgreens logo, and they went right out of the playoffs. Here's Dusty Baker, who uh, you got to be excited, Dusty. You got a lot of vacation, right? You're not upset about this. You're going to Cancun, right? Yeah, it's very disappointing. Oh, you know, not to be going to L.A., not to see, yeah. go home, see my family, and play in Dodge Stadium. Go home and go to the next step. And um, you know, uh, I don't. know. It was just a tough game to lose. He sounded really depressed, didn't he? Man. Dusty, you can still come to L.A. and watch the games. I'm sure they'll give you some tickets or something like that. Be all right. Man. Uh, Here's more from Dusty Baker. Is he going to lose his job? Does Dusty Baker, does he get fired as the Washington Nationals manager? Somebody's got to be the fall guy. Right? That's how this works. Somebody's got to be the fall guy. You don't bring everyone back. So who gets the pink slip? Who gets let go? Here's more from... A Dusty Baker who points out that it was one thing after another. It was this, it was that, it was a little bit of this. It was uh, head-scratching. Like I said, a series of, uh, of bad events. And it, you know, it really hurts you know, to lose like that, especially after what we went through all year long. And um, yeah, it was tough. Was he about to cry? It sounded like he was about to cry. 
No crying in baseball. Everyone knows that. Tom Hanks told me that when I was younger. No crying in baseball. So it's another case of the coulda, shoulda, woulda. Right? Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Might have been. That's how this works out for the Washington Nationals. Now, do I believe they're going to make wholesale changes? Because that's the thing in sports casting. They teach you that wholesale changes. Are they going to do that? Uh, I'm going to say not now. Bryce Harper's numbers coming up with the Washington Nationals. And we have seen no indication that 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 is going to be a long-term marriage, that Bryce Harper is going to sign one of these $300 million contracts to stay with the Nationals. Now, it's possible that he could do that. But here is my position on the Nationals. They are going to wait until that point, and then they will hit the button that goes ka-boom. Is what they're going to do. So they're going to they're going to keep the the general team. They'll make some additions of the pitching staff. What do you do with this pitching staff? Like they have good starting pitching. The obvious weakness is in the bullpen for the Washington Nationals. Not uh, not good at all. Now speaking of Bryce Harper, though, speaking of Bryce Harper, and the Nationals did make a trade by the way. They, they, their bullpen pitched better at the end of the year, but in the playoffs here, uh, woof. all right. Here's uh, Bryce Harper and uh, many people. This this is a soundbite of the baseball postseason from Bryce Harper. You have just lost, Bryce Harper. You have just lost in the playoffs to the Chicago Cubs. What are you going to ask Bryce Harper? Uh, l- listen, sit back, and enjoy the carnival of stupidity from the mainstream baseball media. Any thoughts on how the Cubs died for series? Uh, not really looking, for, looking at, towards it at all. That's pretty good. I think that's a fair question. I really want to know what Bryce thinks about that series. That's very important. Don't you feel like Bryce should have answered that question? I mean, full breakdown, be on the broadcast, analyzing that. It's just it's, uh, outstanding. wonder what his backup question was. If that was his first question, what do you think his, his second question would be? That's a clown question, bro. Oh, that's a clown question? Yeah. I got it. Hey, and, and Coop, you'll be happy to know, Koopaloop, that the main computer which communicates between my studio and your studio, completely gone. Completely broken. So this is going to be very interesting. Gone as in it's not even in, in there physically? Well, it, no, it's in there. But there is a the mouse that you use to kind of move around so you can actually see what's on the screen. Not connected. How about that? You know, not to be going to L.A., not to (laughs) go home, see my family, and play in Dodge Stadium. Calm down, Dusty. Next step. Very emotional. And, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, I don't know. It was just a tough game to lose. (laughs) Sounded like he's emotionally harmed there. It's, I mean, he lost a baseball game. You make a ton of money. Does he? Let me ask you this. Do you think that Dusty Baker realizes he's about to be fired, and that's why he had the reaction that he had that, he had to win a playoff series that somebody from the Nationals said, hey, you got to win, and if you don't win, we'll bring some other schmuck in here and have him manage this team. Is that why there's such anxiety and just depression from Dusty Baker? Would that be why? All right, uh, here's one more. Speaking of that, here's one more from Bryce Harper. Uh, Bryce, you are the star of the Nationals. You have the kind of juice that can get a manager fired. So... I'm sure Bryce will be very honest. Uh, let's see if Bryce wants to get rid of Dusty Baker while he's crying and slobbering in the other room. Uh, Bryce, do you want to get rid of Dusty? Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I think that just, uh, you know, decision was made from up top. What? You know, I don't uh, no, he wants him gone. comment on that really. So He wants uh, him gone. You know, just comes from up top. No vote of confidence. He is fired. Dusty Baker is out as the national manager. Tweet that out. That is That is Bryce Harper not giving an endorsement to Dusty Baker. You're fired. The the walls are caving in in the Washington Nationals locker room. Bryce Harper, who could have said, I want this guy back, but he didn't. He didn't play that again. This is like when an NBA player throws their coach under the bus. This is the same thing. This is like LeBron getting rid of some coach that you've never heard of for the Cavaliers. Listen to Bryce Harper here. It was a leading question. It was the type of a question 
where the cliche by the book answer is, yeah, I like I like Dusty Baker. I want him back. That's what you're supposed to say when you're asked whether or not you think Dusty Baker should come back as manager. If you really like this guy, you go by the book. You say, yes, this is the guy that I want. He's a good manager. It's not his fault. Bryce, what did you say instead? Uh, I mean, I think that just, uh, you know, decision is made from up top. You know, I don't uh, don't want to comment on that, really. So, oh, uh, my God! Um, you know, just comes from up top. Oh, my God. He's, he might as well have just dropped a, a, put a guillotine on Dusty Baker right there, right? Come in there with an axe. You're getting laid off, Dusty. The pink slip is a coming. You've lost Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is not in the Dusty Baker camp. Am I overreacting this, Eddie? Am I overreacting Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, well, Garcia? That I, is that is your job. No, it's not my job. It is that your is job. a proper reaction when a star baseball player who has the kind of muscle to keep Dusty Baker employed, if he goes to the, the suits in, in Washington, says, I like this guy, I want to play for him again, it's not his fault. If he says that, then Dusty stays. He said maybe, the complete. Maybe, maybe not. No, oh, please. He said the complete opposite. You know, and I know. He he's said not the, LeBron James. He's I got mean, as much power in baseball in that locker room as LeBron has in Cleveland. I don't. I don't know about that. He does. He's the face of the Nationals. He, the, everyone in Washington's paranoid. They've got anxiety that Bryce Harper's going to leave and he's going to go to the Yankees or the Dodgers or somewhere else. Well, you think he's going to stay because they get dusty out of there? Yes. Oh, come on. Yes, he loves toothpicks. Bryce loves those toothpicks that Dusty have, has in his mouth all the time. Well, he if loves. He, if he likes them. Then he wants Dusty to stick around. Yeah, Apparently he wants. He doesn't them. like them. That's what I'm saying here. That's what I'm saying. That's a shocker, Eddie. This is baseball controversy. By the way, I, I, you were, you've come around on my side on this. What? You said this game was not good baseball. That's, I like the. That's offense. what I've been saying about no, these no, high no, scoring no, sloppy no, games. No. You're agreeing Eddie, with me. Good job by Eddie, you. I said I like the offense. I'll get you a Q-tip. I, I said I like the offense, but it was it, it dragged on. Pace is important. Pace is important. And the pace was not good. The cadence. Well, that's what happens when you bring in 500 pitchers. How can you have I, any kind of pace no tempo when you've got to bring I another know, pitcher in every year? I know. Here's what they ought to do. All right. Oh, here, here it comes. What do you, you got to go? Here it comes. Why can't I make a point? Go ahead. All right. Here's what I do if I'm the commissioner of baseball. I should be the commissioner of baseball. Oh, yeah. I get a sponsorship with those high-end motorcycle companies. Oh. All right? All right? Listen yeah. to me. Yeah. All right? I, I, in the bullpen. Yes. Okay? yes. I, I get, like, a, a motorcycle that goes, like, zero to, you know, 100 in, like, three seconds. I put What their, could go wrong? I put the pitcher on the, the motorcycle, and I hit the turbo button, and the pitcher's right on the mound. And, and I cut the warm-up pitches to four, right? And how about this? If... Any pitcher in any given inning throws 50 pitches, there's a demerit for the team. They lose a draft pick the next year. like Because you know, there's like 8,000 rounds in the draft. Yeah, that's, that's how baseball stadiums will sound when I become the commissioner. Remember in the old days they had the— Kenley the, Jansen out for the year because oh, the, stop. They used the to bullpen have, motorcycle driver crashed on his way to the mound. They used to have those golf carts, which were cool, with the team hats on them. Yes. That was pretty cool. The bullpen car. We've used this before. The last team— to use the bullpen cart or some kind of a, a vehicle to the mound. you know who it was, Eddie? No. The Milwaukee Brewers were the last team that employed, I believe it was a motorcycle, actually, because they had Harley Davidson no, was a sponsor. They're not, no, I don't believe I, I think that. I do was, not believe Eddie. that I, anyone Davidson was driven by, to the I mound think, on a motorcycle. I believe that actually did happen in Milwaukee. Look it up. Just Google it. Just Google it. That's all you have to do. And Coop's going to fix this computer, and I can't wait to see how he does that. I, I, I'm going to. I can't wait to, to you know see why, how he does that too. You know why he's going to fix the computer? Because he gets. Is, Coop is a man that gets things done. No, not because of that. Because if he doesn't fix the computer, he's got to do more work. So if he fixes the computer, it'll make his night much easier, right? Smoother. It'll be a, a pain-free night for Coop if he fixes the computer. If he doesn't fix the computer, it's another layer of bureaucracy that we got to go through. There's red tape that we have to go through if he doesn't fix the computer. How about that? Pressure's on, Coop. I, I, I'm, I'm pulling for him. I think he can do it, Eddie. What do you say? Uh, no chance. Well, you what, say no chance. What extra work would I have to do? <laughs> well, there's a communication that we would have to have here uh, regarding who's on hold and all that. We would have to do that. You can't see the callers? I can't see any of the callers. 
That's what I'm talking about. That's uh, what I Coop, said. Coop's night. Just That's what a, I was talking about. A big Coop. turn for the worst. So you day. have to you have to come up with. What do you do? Write it down on a piece of paper and run it into you. Well, Coop, you'd have to pull a, a Ralph Irvin and just go in during every pause and talk to Ben. No, we don't want that. Look at <laughs> we have a Ralph Irvin rule. You're only, you're not allowed to come in here. That's the the Ralph rule. It's like visits to the mound by a pitching coach. <laughs> yeah. Ralph two per show. Ralph would come in. He had nothing to say, but he would walk in anyway and just sit here. And, uh, and wait for me to engage in conversation. I'm like, well, no, I'm engaging in conversation elsewhere. I don't need to engage in conversation here. I get you know, four hours of conversation, and then I little pauses along the way. Ben, I, I looked up the, uh, the bullpen motorcycle. Yeah. You, you were correct. The, the Brewers. Woo! Eddie? In 1995. Do I, do I know my baseball history? <laughs> it was a, Come on. That is amazing. A, Thank you very much. It was a Harley Davidson equipped with a sidecar for the pitcher to <laughs> yes, sit in. I oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is outstanding. They got to bring that back. They got to bring that back. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So we have a litigation situation. You can tack another loss onto the Dallas Cowboys record. Even in a bye week, these guys have screwed, screwed things up so much they have lost. The, the NFL has won the appeal, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, vacating Ezekiel Elliott's temporary injunction. There's a lot of legalese in that sentence. What does it all mean? It means the reinstatement of that draconian six-game suspension. That six-game suspension is back on. So if you have Ezekiel Elliott, he gone. Uh, he is out of here. A three-judge panel on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit vacating that preliminary injunction. And so that means uh, Ezekiel Elliott will not play, at least for now. At least for now. And this is a fluid situation. It's being reported as a done deal because the NFL now has the ability to enforce that suspension and, and he'll be out for uh, the handful of games, the next six games, for the Cowboys. So let's talk about this. Now, the question is, what is going to happen now to Ezekiel Elliott? Despite the headlines, and they're really good headlines, like they're really fear-mongering headlines and all oh, man, this doesn't change much, right? This doesn't change much at this point. And I'll tell you why. My, my thoughts are, this is like a pinball machine. You've got fundamental fairness be damned, and the inevitable. So you've got all that in play. You've got all that in play. Uh, the, the first thing is this. Ezekiel Elliott has an army of lawyers because of the NFL Players Association fighting the NFL, and so he will immediately file a new appeal. you got to think of this in terms of a boxing match, a 12-round boxing match. Ezekiel Elliott won the first round. The NFL now has taken the next round. And this particular case will be bounced back and forth and all around the United States court system like a pinball bouncing all over the place in a pinball machine. That's what's going to happen. Ezekiel Elliott will seek a new injunction, likely from the Southern District in New York. And depending on what happens with that, uh, if it goes his way, the NFL then will counterpunch. If it doesn't go his way, uh, then he's got some other avenues to go down. But that's the first option is to ask the Fifth Circuit to uh, reconsider, right? You can say, hey, I'm going to please reconsider. You made a mistake. Uh, have a come to Jesus moment. You made a mistake. I don't believe that's going to happen. Then you'll go to the Southern District of New York. Now, the second thing here, when you peel back the, the onion and you start to cry because you peeled back the onion, it's pretty clear what's going on here. Fundamental fairness be damned, right? It's in play. It's in play. The NFL went in to this particular investigation of Ezekiel Elliott with a preconceived idea of guilt. They conducted an incomplete and shady investigation. The NFL investigator committed blatant evidence exclusion. In fact, they pretty much admitted it. They haven't denied any of this. They have not. Uh, at least if they have, I haven't seen it. The main points in favor of Ezekiel Elliott, they disallowed Kia Roberts, who's a the, at least for now, has she been fired yet? Uh, the NFL's director of investigations, they, the NFL did not allow Kia Roberts, the only investigator who interviewed the accuser of Ezekiel Elliott, to relay her doubts that this woman was believable. 
But even more than that, they overlooked the overwhelming body of evidence that supports Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, there are piles of text messages and email evidence from the ex-girlfriend that paint a pretty clear picture supporting Ezekiel Elliott's claims. Uh, she was done in by her own words and witness statements. Uh, that incident in Ohio, the NFL, though, denied denied Ezekiel Elliott's legal representation access to the notes from multiple interviews with the woman in question here accused Elliott of domestic violence. These interviews, and there are a bunch of other stuff as well as some other notes and whatnot, uh, that was supposedly central in the NFL's decision-making to suspend Elliott for six games. The vindication for Ezekiel Elliott, which is not going to help him here, is on the public record in Columbus, Ohio. And you can look at uh, on the Internet right now. There's a, a bunch of information because of the public record that you can get your, your hands on if you're that interested in it. Uh, I read a lot of it. Uh, was was completely flabbergasted how we've got to a point where this is a six-game suspension based on that particular case in Columbus, Ohio, because of the police and the district attorney's office. Here's the problem. They've got actual tangible proof that the woman in question lied, and yet the NFL, you know what? It doesn't matter. The ugly truth, and they'll go back and forth in the pinball machine of the court system But the ugly truth is this. Article 46 is the ultimate Trump card. There's an appropriate uh, term this time, right, to Trump? All right. Anyway, uh, due process, be damned, I say. Be damned, due process. The NFL will eventually win. They're going to win. They haven't won yet. But they're going to win because of legal language. That's why they're going to win. The question is, how how long can this go on? The bureaucracy of the legal system, Uh, and if you work in the court system, you know it can go on for a very long time. For now, the six-game suspension is back on, but things could be much different a week from now. Uh, And even, you'd say it's got to be early in the week, because Elliott's got to practice, right? Cowboys, I assume, are not going to allow him to play if he misses all practice next week. But nothing has to happen right now because the Cowboys are on a bye. I would imagine, though, based on the way it works, you'll, you'll file some kind of motion today depending on what the strategy is from the, the Ezekiel Elliott camp. Uh, but they're off this week. So and that's important because it gives the lawyers a little more time to counterpunch. And really the, the point of demarcation is Tuesday or Wednesday morning. That's the point of demarcation here, whether he can play or not in the the game week seven. So if if the suspension actually does happen, that means guys like Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden, they get to get their moment in the sun for the Cowboys, and Morris will be the featured back you would expect with all of this. But if you look at the options here, you get the the, the fifth circuit, as we talked about, ask for a a do-over, which – Good luck on that. That's uh, that's like a less than 3% chance. Uh, you've got the Hail Mary option of going to New York, and that's the Fifth Circuit, which we've talked a little bit about here, which I believe is where this is headed. And, and then you've also got another Hail Mary, which is what Tom Brady used, and that's to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. So those are some of the options. But the, the bottom line on all this, it's another power play by Roger Goodell. The Ezekiel Elliott punishment from the NFL is about optics. It's not about who is right and who is wrong in this. Because, again, based on the preponderance of the evidence, Ezekiel Elliott has that. Right? There's enough doubt and there's enough evidence in his favor. This woman incriminating herself with emails and text messages talking about putting a sex tape out to blackmail Ezekiel Elliott and to ruin his career, uh, things like that. A lot of that's on the public record in the case in Ohio. The NFL chose to either ignore that or uh, I don't know what other reason they would have, other than why they would ignore it, other than just for optics because they've been peppered with mistakes in all this. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox, on Fox. Now, the two big headline stories, two big giant headline uh, stories uh, involving one in baseball, where the Chicago Cubs and the Washington Nationals played 
a game that lasted about 18 hours. About 18 hours. And when it was all done, when it was all done, the Chicago Cubs walk out a survivor and they win one of the longest, strangest, most bizarre elimination games you can possibly have. You had an overturned call. Uh, You had a catcher's interference. You had a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And in the end, the Cubs win. They go on to Los Angeles. They win 9-8 over the Nationals. And now the Cubs will be cannon fodder for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, They are going – the Dodgers are going to end up in the World Series. This is odd to me. But they're going to the World Series. The Dodgers are going to beat the Cubs. That is a team that is – fatigued, I guess, is a kind word. That's the appropriate word, though, for the Chicago Cubs. The Dodgers have a huge advantage early in this series, and we know generally how this works. You're going against a weakened opponent. You go out there and you you put the pressure on, you put the clamps on the Cubs, and you leave them very little margin for error. You put them in a discomfort situation where when the Dodgers win these first two games in L.A., and then you go back to Wrigley Field, and you only have to win one of those next two games, either game three or game four, and then you have dismantled any kind of confidence the Cubs have. It will disintegrate, uh, and then the Dodgers can move on to the World Series. All right, so Ben Maller's show, as mentioned, on Fox Sports Radio. Now, we closed the phone lines last hour, and that's good and bad. It's good because we didn't take any calls last hour. It's bad also because no one, well, some of our friends we couldn't talk to. But it's it's a good thing in a, in a, in a positive way for you because every line is open. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. You will not get, get a busy signal if you call right now. We've reopened the phone lines. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia. Uh, and speaking yeah. of Steamboat Willie. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thanks for the Well, it's cake on pop. Monday, but right. you're not going to be here, so I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. yeah, the cake pops from the cake benefactor uh, had Steamboat Willie on them. I don't know. Did I you like see that? That, that was little, pretty cool, little, yeah. little design on there. Yeah, that was Very nice. nice. Again, wow. thank you, cake benefactor. We appreciate that. I appreciate that. I do, too. The crew does, kind. too. I've yeah. shared them with them, of course, and uh, there you go. Are you upset because you didn't get a camel on your cake like I got? Because I got a cake with a camel a couple years ago. Camel no, cake. No, I'm okay. You okay with it? Yeah. I didn't realize how many of our listeners, our friends of our show, Eddie, have been on a camel. But I <laughs> no, had really? Yeah. really. How many people uh, have you heard uh, feedback? I've from? I've had at least eight people either email wow. me or post on social media photos with camels. Now the guy, our friend in in Bahrain, uh, I don't know that I count him because he's you know he lives in a place where there's a lot of camels. So yeah, it's com- like us, you know, saying something about a horse or something. Yeah, right? I mean, he's got a, a camel competitive advantage. Uh, so it's very true. Yeah, it, no, it's not unique. That's exactly. transportation over there. Like where we're, where we're sitting right now, Eddie, where we do the show from. How many miles would we have to go to be in the presence of a camel? Well, how far is the L.A. Zoo? That's true, but I'm talking about like a non-zoo situation. Yeah. So um. I, I don't think that far, actually, because there's a lot of freaks in Hollywood. And there might be somebody up in the hills above where all the celebrities live well, that have we, like a we've camel. Well, we've looked online before where you yeah. can rent exotic animals yeah. for movie purposes, which is another, obviously, big we could thing say, how about in this, our area. We could say, hey, we're making a movie. We need a camel. And we could put it. How great would it be if we put a camel in the studio? You think we could fit a camel? Is the roof too low here? I want a camel. Well, if it's a mini camel or a baby like camel. Like a little baby camel. Yeah. I want a full-size two-hump camel. Well, there was a giant Monopoly board. Yeah, I saw that, that in our hallway a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was, guess who brought that? You want to take a guess? One guess. Somebody that works here. Spent some Tom money. Looney. No, no. Looney. Looney. That's even too gaudy for Looney. Uh, that was from Mike Harmon. That is a Mike yeah. Harmon special. It was the size of a wall. Yeah. It was insane. I said, where the hell do you get something like that? Oh, the internet. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Right. There, there you go. go. I guess they're doing a bit it's with their show or something. It's where like you that? get the camel as well. Yeah, could you buy one on Amazon? Could I go on there and buy a camel on Amazon? Probably not. Now, does the what if I have Amazon Prime? Could I get? Could I get that? No, it's possible. Yeah. 
Now, the reason we brought this up was that you were denied a ride on a camel because you were too big. Yes. Well, you were. You would be too big also, and so would Danny G. I think Coop could ride the camel. Uh, he would be the one. But, but as Coop pointed line. out, yeah. so there, basically there are times just... when two people have been on a camel, so that's over 200 pounds. Yeah. I'm just telling you what the sign said. <laughs> I agree, the sign we, was Well, if you get a camel, you'll need to specify. I should have taken a picture. I was going to take a picture. It needs picture to be a heavy-duty camel. I think I did take a picture of the camel, but I don't think I took a picture of the sign. Uh, that was a couple weeks ago. I'll have to go through my my many photos there, Eddie, and I'll have to find that uh, that photograph of the camel. Because you'll be impressed by the camel, Eddie. You would be impressed by we'll that. We'll see about that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Ben Maller showing first. I am excited. Did you see uh, Southwest Airlines going to fly to Hawaii soon? Did you see that? I did not see that, no. Uh, how are they going to have a stop in the Pacific, though? That's what I want to know. You know they're going to – somewhere you're going to have to land in the middle of the Pacific to make your way to Hawaii, right? Yeah, the aircraft carrier? I know. <laughs> Southwest is going to put a uh, – no, the Bikini Islands. They're going to have to stop at the Bikini Islands on the way to uh, And is it still only a small package of pretzels that they're going to give us? Yes, yes. And they're going to they're add 10 new rows of seats uh, for those, those planes. So you'll be sitting on the roof, but uh, it should be cheaper. So that's exciting. I like Southwestern. I, I do, too. I'm just saying that uh, usually you got to stop a couple times. Mm-hmm. You go up, you go down. You go up, you go down. That's, that's kind of how it goes. It's like speed bumps. You know what I'm saying? Now, will you be flying Southwest Airlines oh, when you're he- gone? No. No. no, I will not. I'm driving. You're driving? Wow. Yeah, I'm driving. I'm a man of the people, Eddie. That's, that's a lie. I am a man of the people. It's not a lie at all. Big lie. No, it's not. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Knock, who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. I guess we don't have our leadoff hitter, so we'll jump right in here on Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. No Sean, no serious Sean this week, huh? I haven't seen him on Twitter today either. All right, well, we hope he's okay. We hope he is all right. Big Ben's Lame Jokes. Oh, he is there. Okay. Uh, Big Ben's Lame Jokes well, of the Week. Better late than never. <laughs> yes, uh, very important part of the show. Now, as always, there's a, a point of reference to you. This is little, our little cocktail lounge here where we have some fun. And uh, If you are easily offended, if you are bothered by comedy or attempts at comedy, then this is not for you. We value you as a listener. We appreciate you listening to Fox Sports Radio and the Ben Maller Show. That is phenomenal. It's great that you're listening. It's very important that you listen. But, and I don't want to overstate this, Again, if you're a delicate little flower, this is not for you. Okay? So just give us like 20 minutes or so. Come back. You're good. We're good. No one's upset. No one's offended. All right? You understand? All right. Very good. Let's have our leadoff hitter, Serious Sean. Hello, Sean. All right. I think um, I have a good one that Eddie might like here. Oh, for me? For my birthday? Must be a hockey joke. All right. Yep. Go ahead, Sean. All right. What do you call a monkey that won the Stanley Cup? Hmm. I, I don't know, Sean. What do you call a monkey that won the Stanley Cup? A champion. All right, thank you, Sean. Uh, there you go. Serious, right, Sean. Take care, good everybody. job. Have a good week. Right, there Sean. you go. Remember, I like go you. Dancing. These guys hate you. I like That's you. That's okay, not true, Sean. All right. Your radio friend, Uncle Ben. All right, here we go. Let's get back to it. Big Ben's lame jokes. I'll bounce the joke off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me for the punchline. And then he's the punchline assassin. Of course, Danny G will play this if it's funny. (laughs) He'll play this if it's not. And your cue, if it could go either way, you have to be the one to decide. You'll hear this. I thought it was a sausage fest. (laughs) Oh, Eddie. Man, what's going on with you, Eddie? Birthday's coming up. You're all feeling frisky. All right, and Coop's got his offensive jokes of the week. Here we go. Uh, what do sprinters eat before a race, Eddie? Uh, I don't know. What do sprinters eat before a race? Nothing stupid. They fast. <laughs> that's from, off to a good start. That's from Adam. Uh, what do you call an Arizona Diamondbacks road trip? I don't know, Ben. What do you call a Diamondbacks road trip? Snakes on a plane. That's from John, who sent that one in. Well, a study finds that one hour of exercise a week can prevent depression, Eddie. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, I agree with that. Unless you play for the Cleveland Browns. No, that's true. 
Nothing, you got nothing, nothing, dude. Yeah, major, what's going on in there, dude? Uh, why does Vladimir Putin only write in lowercase? I don't know, but why does uh, Vladimir Putin only write in lowercase? He hates capitalism. Ooh. Oh, you support the you, you don't like Russian jokes? Is that where you're at, Danny G? Okay, racist. I see where you're racist. Yeah, okay. Commie. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Did you conspire for the election, Danny G? Is that why you booed that joke? Huh? Is that why? Ooh. What did the lion call his barber Eddie? What did the lion call his <laughs> this is barber? Like, this should have been serious Sean's joke. Yeah, I don't you know. know. What, what did the lion call his barber? I don't know. What do you call him? His main man. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Coop? It's Big Ben's oh. lame jokes of the week. All right, I've got, I've got a few this week, actually. Did you, <laughs> did you hear about the new mint-flavored birth control pill for women to take before sex? Uh, no, I missed that. It's called predicament. <laughs> that's, that's from Kurt from Earth. That sounds like an old blonde joke, doesn't it? That sounds like an old. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, research shows that cheating is easier to do when with a group, Eddie. Oh, is that right? This explains the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> it's the Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. It looks like Eli Manning may win at least one game this season. Eddie. Oh, really? Who, who, what? What? When is he going to get? In the spirit of Halloween, he plans on dressing like an NFL quarterback. <laughs> I thought it was a sausage fest. From Adam the Lobster Guy that sent that one in. You're listening to Big Men's Lame Jokes of the Week. Well, Donald Trump has a plan to fix North Korea, Eddie. He wants oh, the, really? He wants the NFL to help stop Kim Jong-un. Oh, the NFL's going to help, huh? Yeah. Trump is going to send Blake Bortles because he knows that Bortles can overthrow Kim. No? You see, he over... I thought it was all right. It's an old joke, but got recycled again. <laughs> all right. It's uh, Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Let's uh, pause for the cause here. We'll have plenty more, plenty more. And I think we've, we've got like 8,000 dolphin jokes. Very popular. They're the new Bartolo Cologne this week. Uh, we've saved a lot of those, so we'll get to that. I don't know why people would make fun of the Miami Dolphins. What could they have possibly done that would be worthy of being joke fodder? On Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. I have no idea. We'll get to that and more of Big Ben's Lame Jokes. We'll do it next. It's been said on the Ben Maller Show that it's the best kept secret in sports radio, but you can help change that. Word of mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media and help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's the underdog of monologues, Ben Maller. And back to it we go. It is Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. And let's jump right back in the deep end here. And, again, if you're easily offended, you know, give us a couple minutes. We don't want to upset you in any way here. Coop's got some really offensive jokes. Uh, here we go. Uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins had to change offensive line coaches after he apparently did drugs at the team facility, Eddie. I saw the video, yeah. Turns out that football isn't all it's cracked up to be, Eddie. You see, you see, Eddie, the the story this week. Pepsi, Pepsi actually pulled the sponsorship of the Dolphins. I, I did not see that. Why did they do that? They found out, Eddie, that the team actually prefers Coke. That was, <laughs> that was a, some of the team. Though. That was a late submission, actually, uh, by uh, I forget who. I, I forget to write down his name. All right, so big man's lame jokes of the week. Police officer uh, drove through the raging wildfire, one of the many fires in Northern California. Amazing video. Did you see this, Eddie? No, I, I actually would kind of like to see that. Yeah, it looks like the fifth ring of hell. A 49er officials are actually investigating. They're trying to find out how the guy got into their locker room. I thought it was a sausage fest. <laughs> All right, it's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, what do you get when you uh, strangle a murderer? Uh, I don't know, Ben. What do you get when you strangle a murderer? Freshly squeezed OJ. <laughs> it's from Just Josh. What you got, Coop? Anything here? Who's the most popular guy at a nudist colony? I don't know. The one that can carry two cups of coffee and a dozen donuts. Who's the most popular girl at the nudist colony? Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. The one who eats the last donut. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I thought it was a sausage fest. Calm down, Eddie. Uh, why, do, why does Weed Man need PayPal? Why does Weed Man need PayPal? I don't know, Ben. He lost his F buddy. What? I was from Just Josh. I couldn't say the full word that he wrote down here. Yeah. 
PayPal. Oh, all right. All right. Yes. That's, uh, Josh, not you know, not, not one of your better efforts. Bad job by you. All right, let's uh, move on here. Uh, what do you call a pig practicing karate? A pig practicing karate. I don't know. What do you call that? A pork chop. <laughs> see, Josh, you saved yourself on that one. You, you saved yourself on that one. Uh, let's see here. I'll skip over that one. Uh, skip over that one. A uh, confirmation from Miami's NFL team, Eddie. I'm sorry? Confirmation from Miami's NFL team. Okay. The uh, Dolphins' offensive line blows. <laughs> Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Let's see here. Uh, what? Why do the Cleveland Browns like drawing pictures of Homer Simpson strangling Bart Simpson so much? Or the uh, Cleveland Indians, rather. Oh, why yeah. do the Cleveland Indians like yeah. doing that, Ben? Because they're choke artists, Eddie. That's no! right. choke artists. That's, why. That's from Kurt from Earth. No? You're not no. a fan of that one? Anything else, Coop? Uh, no? uh, yeah, yeah, oh, I do. Okay. Uh, the previous joke, by the way, is from You Killed Kenny. This one's from uh, oh. Jacob. Uh, so I was reading in the paper today about this dwarf that got pickpocketed. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah how could anyone stoop so low? Uh, here's a good one. Why should you never cross a redhead? I don't know, Ben. Why should you never cross a redhead? Because ginger snaps. Oh, come on. That was from this guy, Todd, who used to be a professional surfer. I read. He's a comedian now. I read up on this guy. He actually got arrested one time, Eddie. He surfed during an oil slick and got arrested for it. That's like that a, sounds that's like, healthy. Isn't that like the most Uh-oh. manly move of all time, right? Seriously. Like you love you surfing, have lit the uh, it lit it on fire oh, and then surfed. Well, it. Yeah, that's a yeah. good idea. Eddie. Uh, CNN reports Russian efforts to meddle in the election extended to YouTube and Pokemon Go. Oh no, not Pokemon Go! Yeah, it turns out Donald Trump was elected by Pikachu and Jake Paul. Really? You want the closer? We have time. <laughs> I mean, that was that was not the closer. Hurry. All right. Um, what do a tomato can boxer and Coop the Loop have in common? Tomato can a boxer and Coop. What do they have in common? They both pass out after taking huge hits. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's uh, get to it. Here we go. It's Hollywood time and the Koopa Loop or the Baba Boo or whatever the hell they call it. Justin Cooper, friend of Harvey Weinstein, is going to give you the latest. From star, star of Ragtime and Friends. <laughs> yes, that's hilarious. Okay. Uh, yeah, about this Harvey Weinstein thing, Coop. Man, jeez. Yes, I know. It's, Nothing it's, else is going on in Hollywood. He's a big pervert, and they're just going for it. Yep, it's getting bad. Uh, it, it's, it is, it's not getting bad. <laughs> well, I mean, it's getting worse. Yeah, it's getting worse. Yeah. Uh, packed, action-packed weekend, though, in the, uh, the world of entertainment as far as uh, – Stuff to watch. Uh, I'm going to start off in TV, so uh, I get the the better stuff, you know, out of the way first. <laughs> um, <laughs> you are boy. a marketing maven, Cooper. That television right? boy. Uh, premiering uh, today, actually, we have two Netflix. You know, go figure. And two Netflix shows. Uh, the first one is called the Meyerowitz Stories. Now, this is actually a uh, believe it or not, it's a good Adam Sandler film. Yeah, I don't believe. I, it. I've seen the billboards outside Staples Center. For this. Right? Yeah, the critics. critics ben actually, Stiller, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yes, that is correct. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, Ben Stiller, uh, and Adam Sa- Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller both play Dustin Hoffman's sons, and uh, it's kind of like a uh, you know one of those comedy drama you know hybrids. And I watched the trailer today. It actually looks pretty good. I'm going to check that out, and it's gotten uh, great reviews from critics. Uh, also coming out on Netflix today is called it's Mind Hunter, and this is a new drama. It's from David Fincher, who you know has brilliant tons of stuff. Uh, House of Cards on Netflix, as well as Fight Club Seven, bunch of other great movies. And so that is premiering on Netflix as well. Now moving over to the cinemas. This is something I'm really excited about. The critics. Is that what they call it, the cinemas? Yeah. Really? All right. I mean, if you want to, the cinema, I guess. Yeah, whatever. cinema. I think. Yeah. yeah he was. Plural. I don't think it's plural. Well, cinema is, you know, multiple cinema. Big screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, own that one, Coop. Own that one. Anyway, I'm excited about this. The critics aren't too fond of it, but The Foreigner comes out today. And this is a Jackie Chan. Yes, Jackie Racist. Chan. 63 years old, still kicking ass. 
look, the story, the storyline. You probably... want you want your action heroes to be in their sixties. You do. Look, I, I saw <laughs> I saw the previews. He still yeah. looks awesome. All right, good the, for him. The storyline I I heard is lacking, but. As always, action-packed and, and awesome fight scenes. It also has Pierce Brosnan in it, who, you know, he's my James Bond, so he's the, I like he's Pierce the best Brosnan, in my too. I, I, that's my favorite Bond. Yes, right? I no. agree with you. God, no. Yes. Oh, screw you. I like, <laughs> I agree with he's you. He's Remington Steele. No, that's who he, he is. was a, he oh, was a solid on. Bond. I, yes, thank I you, agree with you, I, Coop. I, all right. Yeah. And then also, you know, October, it's it's the theme. Happy Death Day comes out today. Oh, how appropriate. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like an uplifting isn't movie. It, isn't it every day, though? <laughs> it's actually gotten pretty good reviews. Basically, it's about a, a student, this girl. She wakes up, and she feels like she's like experienced the events of the day before, and then a mass killer suddenly takes her life in a brutal attack. But then she wakes up again and has to do the day all over again until she can figure out Who's trying to kill her? Who's killing like her? Groundhog Day with yeah. death. Yes, exactly. Okay. Wasn't that called Butterfly Effect back in the day? <laughs> that same movie? No, kind of. I mean, like yeah. similar. No, he was trying to change like what happened in his life so he would read his diary and go back in time. <laughs> he wasn't getting murdered. Anyway, yeah. that's Coop Scoop on Entertainment. All right. Uh, thank you, Coop. And did you get your National Enquirer? They had a big story in there about the Super Bowl. Did you see that? That the. Uh, they, no, I was in the grocery store today. I didn't see that. Yeah, the headline was Justin Nips Halftime Nudity in the Bud. And they're claiming that Justin Timberlake has to sign a no nudity clause in his contract if he wants to perform the Super Bowl halftime show. So, no boobies. No boobies for you. No boobies for you. That's uh, Justin Timberlake. If it's in the National Enquirer, I believe it. I believe it. Boobs. Now I'm a believer. Not in the Super Bowl, Cowboy. No boobies. Uh, Justin Timberlake's got to sign that contract. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. And now, it's just what you've been waiting for. It's Ben's Balderdash. What the hell is this? Formerly known as something we're not allowed to say. Hit it. Well, I'm really excited about this Balderdash because we got a great champion in Ryan in Portland. We'll say that I him. Hello, Ryan. Hey, what's up, Ben? What's going on? You ready to do this again? Ready to do it. Beautiful. And I, here's a blast from the past. One of my favorite callers back in the old days. Hey, big guy. I haven't heard from this guy in a while. He's already, look, he's already excited. Look at this guy. From Ottawa, if you're a longtime listener of this show, you know Credit Card Garden. Credit Card oh, yeah. Gordy. <laughs> How you doing, guys? He sent Eddie Mar- Moran. I know. He a sent gas card. Miranda Marino a credit card to buy cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Where is she now? Uh, she's a, she's a mom. She's married. Uh, she's got a lot of good things going on for her. Yeah, yeah she's good looking too, eh? Well, that's that doesn't hurt. Yeah. All yeah, right. It doesn't hurt. It helps you out a little bit in life. Uh, credit card, Gordon. Uh, where have you been? You haven't called in years. Well, I've called it a few times. No, you haven't. I just haven't got on the air. Uh, and if I had seen your name, I would have gone right to you. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't say who I am. Well, you gotta say who you are, Gordon. From the racist capital of CFL football, the Red Blacks. Oh, there you go. That's a good stuff. Racist. All right, let's get to the game, Gordy. I'm glad you're alive and well. I mean, I liked when you called back. Nice to hear you. I I get your emails all the time. All right, well, that's good. I don't send them. All right, here we go. Let's do it. It is uh, Benny's Balderdash. We'll go through as many of these questions as we can. The categories are category one, the rafters. Category number two, shut it down. And category number three, the rule of three. These questions written by Stop Breathing. Uh, or don't stop breathing, but don't breathe into the phone. Uh, questions written by Anthony in Anaheim, and uh, I think that's it. All right, Ryan. No, they're all from me. Oh, they're all from you? Screw Anthony in Anaheim then. He's no help at all. He's a loser. Uh, credit card, Gordon. You do not get to pick the category first, but Ryan does. He's our champ. Okay. Uh, let's go with Rafters. Rafters, no, okay. No. All right, Relax. I name the athlete, you tell me their retired jersey number. Question values for two, four, six, eight, and a thousand. Your name is your buzzer, and here we go. You get one lifeline each. For two hundred dollars, I give you the name of the athlete, you give me their number. Larry Bird. Ryan. Ryan. Wow. Garden. Ryan. Thirty-three. Correct. <laughs> for four hundred dollars, I'll give you the name of the athlete, you give me their number. Jim Kelly. Seven. Ryan Garden. Oh, was Gordon in first? What was it? Gordon? Seven. What'd you say, seven? You said seven. Yeah, seven. You're wrong. Okay. Would you like to steal, Ryan? 
12. He says 12. Is he right? Yeah, that's right. Good job by you, Ryan. We move on for $600. I name the player. You tell me their uniform number. He played running back at USC. His college number for Reggie Bush. The Bush push, if you will. Gordon. Gordon. 20. I, I love that you... You know what I like about you? You have no clue what you're talking about, but you're answering, and I love that. <laughs> I love that about you. You never ask any hockey questions. Oh, uh, well, I don't write the questions. Eddie can write a hockey board if he wants. Uh, $800. I na- uh, do you want to, by the way, do you want to steal, Ryan? No, I pass. I know it's an NFL number, but I don't know if it's the same. Yeah, so he, he wore number five at USC, number five. Okay, uh, $800. Here we go. I name the player. You name their uniform number. He played for the Seattle Mariners, Ken Griffey Jr. Ryan. Ryan. 24. Correct. All right, last one in this category for $1,000. I name the player, you name the athlete, Dikembe Mutombo. The number he wore most of his career. Dikembe Mutombo. Ryan. No Cookie Monster love? Yeah, Ryan. 55. Wow. Nice. You cheating? Don't cheat. No, no. I was actually gonna. I was hoping he missed the thousand dollar question. Ah, I see. gamesmanship. Uh, we have shut it down and rule of three. Where do you want to go, Ryan? Quickly. Rule, rule of three. Rule of three. Everyone in this category was drafted third overall in their respective sports. All right. For two hundred dollars, your name is your buzzer. You wouldn't recognize him from his time in at Arizona State, but now. This guy has the most recognizable facial hair in the NBA. Ryan. Ryan. James Harden. Yeah, the beard. He grew it because he was lazy and didn't want to shave. And now <laughs> it's, it's true. That's what he said. Typical right? basketball player. All right, $400. How dare you? $400. This quarterback out of Central Florida hasn't had a great career. Ryan. Ryan. Play portal. Correct. Very robotic, machine-like from Ryan again. Does Ryan have a job? No. Uh, $600. (laughs) This NBA star out of Kansas has only played 31 career games, but is considered Ryan. Ryan. Joel Embiid. Correct. $800. Most recently rumored to be taking over the general manager job for Cleveland, Mr. Big Shop. Yes? Gordon. Gordon. Gordon McPhee. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) Knight. No, that's incorrect. Chauncey Billups. Yeah, Chauncey Billups. All right, this is enough. We don't even need final ball to that. Uh, What was the final score, Coop? It was a lot to a little. Was that what the final? Essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Gordon had like negative eighteen (laughs) hundred. Gordon, you owe us all cigarettes. Bad record. All right, uh, Gordy, we're glad you called in, buddy. It's been a while. Don't be a stranger. Time low, eighteen hundred. Yes, you set a new record for incompetence. Congratulations. I'll call call again soon, Ben. Nice to talk to you. All right, you be good, buddy. Be good. Credit card, Gordon and Ryan. Another win for you, and another golden ticket for you, Ryan. I got a golden ticket. Hey, thanks. Uh, hey, when you guys are talking about those retired jerseys, look at the uh, – I'm a Blazers season ticket holder. Look at their retired jerseys. Tony Allen makes them look like Hall of Famers. Oh, I'll check that out. But Mark Eaton in Utah, that's pretty bad. Uh, all right, Larry, th- Larry still averaged like nine points. Really? All right, I'll check. I, I thank you, Ryan. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 